Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. So hello, Kat. How are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. Yeah. I We have, as we talk about hearing everything you say, I'm going to be like, so what I hear you saying is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm listening. Right. Yeah, because we run through our lives so often not listening, not, you know, we talk about not having, in, you know, intention and doing things mindfully, but listening is definitely a skill because I don't know how many times, and I've done it too, but how many times you're having a conversation and you hear nothing that the other person's saying because you're too busy doing something else. So you're not listening to what they say. And yeah, you hear it. It literally goes in one ear, mm-hmm. maybe right out the other ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, I know I do it all the time too. Like I'll literally be like, okay, I'm sorry. I so did not hear you. And <laughs> one, and one of the things is, is like the reality of it is distraction. Like I'll tell John, like if you come in and I'm at my computer or I have something in my ear or I'm on my phone. Like if you don't say, hey, Tanya, like, look at me. I need to tell you something important. I'm probably not hearing it because I'm Absolutely. just assuming that it's just general. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. How was your day? Good. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm going to go, you know, whatever. And it's not informative. And then like five minutes later, I'm like, wait, did he wait, say that again? About- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, and you think about it. I mean, we live in such, as you just mentioned, your phone. You know, we live in a high tech, high speed world full of stress. And in that time, communication is more important than ever, but we take it for granted and we devote less and less time to making those conscious efforts to connect with someone and to listen to them, you know, because genuine listening is really kind of rare these days because I don't know many people when I'm talking that sit completely with their hands interlocked looking at me they're doing something else usually well and even even with all technological distractions out of the way it doesn't mean that your mind is distraction free either Mm -hmm. because I can literally be looking at John and zone off and I'm like oh yeah don't forget (laughs) this for teacher training and that for teacher training and then it's like wait wait wait. oh sorry you were still talking (laughs) Uh uh-huh yep and we all do that yeah you know and And when we do that, we often miss opportunities to strengthen relationships or find out what the person's needing from us. You know, a lot of times people need things that they aren't communicating verbally. And so if we're really sitting there and we're quiet and listening, we really can can improve our communication and listening skills. One thing that uh, one thing that you can do to help become a better listener is literally, in fact, if you guys could see Tanya and I, we're always staring right at each other when we're zooming. But face the speaker and try to maintain contact. Because when you maintain that contact with someone, not only does it help you connect with them, but it it helps them to feel important and valued because they realize they have your attention. Yeah, because that's the biggest piece of listening versus hearing is listening is an active task, whereas hearing is a very inactive task. Like, you know, I can be doing 86 things and in the back 
background hear a dog bark or in the right, but I'm not registering that information. The hearing as a, as a sense itself is very inactive. It happens sensory, like it, your body is just an autonomic function. But to actually listen, that's an that's active work. And mm-hmm. for me to keep contact, eye contact with you, to watch you while you speak, to be actively listening, also lets the speaker know I care about what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm, Absolutely. I'm hearing and I'm digesting. I'm not just letting it go in one ear and out the other. Mm-hmm. But also as active listener, to your point, I can begin to see both the verbal and the nonverbal cues. I can mm-hmm. begin to watch your body language. There's so much more to active listening. It involves more than just our ears, but it also involves our eyes, right? Do you remember when you were a kid, if your mom wanted to stress a point, she would say, look at me when I'm talking to you. <laughs> Do you remember that? Don't you sometimes want to say that to people? Look at me when I'm talking to you, not not in a mean way, but just to make sure you're really getting your point through. And so again, just I know I'm overstressing the eye contact, but that's really just the basic ingredient, that basic element of good communication and good listening. I still say that in my teacher training. Do you really? <laughs> like when I want to get a point across, I'm like, nope, I want everybody to look right here because I want you to hear what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's true. We get so like, and especially like our teacher trainers who are all excited and all nervous and they're just scribbling in their notebooks and scribbling in their notebooks and they're hearing, but they're only hearing as much as they can hear when they're not writing and trying to process and, you know, regurgitate into their notes and they miss something. You you know, it's true because how many times have you had students who are like, wait, can you repeat that last thing? Like right, constantly, right. Because they, <laughs> they're stuck in this like gap between the two spaces. And so I'm like, nope, look right here. So I've actually taken to the old like chalkboard theory of teaching and teacher training. So I kind of mm-hmm. write on a, my whiteboard as I go. And then we just snap pictures and I erase it that way. I have people who are digesting the information as opposed to obsessing about taking the notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I end up doing a lot of PowerPoints just so they can quickly get up there and I'll pause when I first put it on there. So I'm getting more into that. You know, another thing that people can do besides the eye contact is just be attentive. So make eye contact, but relax. Also, you don't want to have a fixed stare because first off, that's really kind of creepy. <laughs> so you don't want to be, but you want the, you want the person that you're listening to, to know that you're present there for them and you want to give them your attention and And you want to make sure that you're ready to respond to what they're saying. If there's a response necessary, sometimes the response is taking a note. But yeah, well, and to be fair, you can absolutely zone out if your eyes aren't actually active as well. (laughs) Like you're just like, whoo, asleep with my eyes open. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So you got to be present. Yeah. So like when we talk about the difference between hearing and listening, Like you you can go online and Google this, but like it will point blank say that hearing is quite passive. It happens on its own, whereas listening is very active, right? We hear by literal vibration, like, but listening is an act of using our intelligence to digest information, to be able to decide, am I responding? Is this not my time to respond? Like there's actual cognitive intelligence that goes into listening 
as well as the difference between that involuntary and voluntary action. Like I can choose not to listen to you, but I can also Mm -hmm. choose to listen to you, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But I can't stop myself from hearing the sounds of your voice because that's Mm -hmm. You know, remember when your kids were little, it was so hard to screen out distractions because, you know, you might be talking, like you and I might be talking. And if we saw our kids in our peripheral vision out there climbing the top of a tree, getting ready to jump up, we're not hearing a thing. And, you know, now that was probably not a good one because we don't want to scream out, screen out that kind of a distraction. Because if your kid's climbing a tree, pay attention to the kid climbing the tree. No, but it's that sort of that tunnel vision. You're not Mm -hmm. listening to the person in front of Mm -hmm. you because of whatever distraction is happening. And if you're, if you're in a crowded restaurant and the noise is already loud, it's hard to hear, especially when there's conversation right beside you that's distracting. It makes it very difficult. So Mm -hmm. that's one of those really good, like listening and communication skills, which communication is our like part two, which will be our next episode. But that really important thing, like, is that if this is something you really need to say to somebody, maybe don't do it in a crowded restaurant. Don't do it where their kids are running around Mm -hmm. and distracting them or don't do that. Have that conversation when they just come home from a really stressful thing, like set that time apart so that you can have that conversation and know that that person really can listen. And likewise, if somebody has something important to tell you and you know you can't be present right now, say, I want, I really want to hear what you have to say. And I really want to be able to listen with an open heart and an open mind. So can we do this in 15 minutes? Because right now I got this, 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 and that, and I'm not going to be a hundred percent with you. And I want to be a hundred percent with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's important. And the keeping an open mind. I love that you mentioned that because a lot of times we listen to people and it's very difficult to listen to them without critiquing something that they're saying if it doesn't jive with what you believe. Because a lot of times if we're listening and they're saying stuff that we don't want to hear, we're thinking of our rebuttals. We're thinking of, okay, well, you know what? Fine. Well, that person just pissed me off. I'm never going to talk. You know, we've got all this going through our head and they may bring whatever they're saying around to something more palatable for you. But keeping an open mind as people listen, that doesn't mean you have to fall in 100% with whatever they're saying. But, you know, you might. So you don't want to, especially if it's something important to them, you want to listen and hear them completely out. And this doesn't have to be anything earth shattering. It could be as simple as what are we having for dinner? You know, but you want to, you know, you want to listen with an open mind also. Yeah, 100%. That's like in one of the, like, I have some steps here later that we can get into if we want to. But to your point, like turning off, trying to turn off judgment, because if you hear that one thing, and then you disappear from the rest of the conversation. Like you don't know if to your point, they came back around circle and, you know, were trying to tell you maybe that's where they were coming at before, but now they're coming at it this way. But you didn't even hear that because you were already upset and you left the conversation <laughs> in your head. Absolutely. Right? You yeah. know, and, and a lot of times when we do that, we tend, tend to be, and I don't remember, I didn't t- coin this term. I read it somewhere. We tend to be a sentence grabber. So if someone is saying something, a lot of times, especially if we don't like it, we will either, or if 
or if they're not saying it as fast as we might want them to. And you and I are both pittas, so we both talk fairly fast and we think fairly fast. So I know I do it. I'll jump in to help someone finish a sentence if they're not going as fast as I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and I try so hard not to do that. But I have, I, I do know that a lot of people do that, trying to help, quote unquote, little air quotes there for everyone that's not... <laughs> <laughs> not seeing me. But. And then I think I have noticed a pattern on the other side with they're avoiding saying what they really need to say. So they're filling the space with words that are just a bunch of things that and you can literally like watch their like anxiety rise. They're like, and this and then 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 this and, then this. and you know, and they're and you're just like, okay, so now pause, close your eyes, take one big breath. And out of all those things you just said, what do you actually feeling in this moment because sometimes and I'm not saying that all people are doing this but sometimes we get we as speaker get so animated by something that we also just take it all the way to the nth degree when really we could have simply left it at the first sentence yeah absolutely but again that's absolutely that, that's that fair deciphering right so that that difference between hearing and listening is really taking that moment to be intentional to digest the information and decide, do I need to react? Or is this, mm -hmm. is my reaction justified? Or am I reacting out of emotion? Do I need to take a deep breath before I say what I will say back? But it's also deciphering, like, is what they're saying valid for me? Or is what they're saying not valid for me? And to your point, doing it from a place that's judgment free. This is not, hey, what you're saying for me isn't valid for me. So you're off my list. I'm defriending you <laughs> off Facebook. We can't, you know, we can't commune anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's also trying to keep our reactions something that seems logical for the situation. Mm -hmm. And then also being able to say, hey, I, I hear and I have heard, I have listened to what you have said. It is not valid for me. And I understand that it is your truth, but it is not my truth. And mm -hmm. it is okay for us not to agree on this. Mm -hmm. right. Well, and a lot of times I, if you get into those kind of situations, you want to not only listen to the words, but try to really, really picture in your mind what the speaker is actually saying. Because a lot of times we can jump to conclusions. And my dad used to do this to us when we were kids all the time. We would start telling him something and he'd go, I know what you're saying. And he really didn't. And it's, it was something that we, you know, as we got older and he still did, we'd go, what, well, what do you think I was saying? <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. unfortunately, if you do this to a person enough, they'll quit talking to you. That is true. Oh, well, because, but not my dad. So I think you have to know your audience. <laughs> yeah, because at some point, a person will feel so invalidated yeah. or they will totally feel gaslit by, you know, the way that responder continues to respond. So let's take it down then the next path. So when it comes to active listening, we've said, pay attention, like turn yourself to this person, make eye contact. But then also it's reiterating, like, I hear that you're saying X, Y, and Z. I'm trying to not respond, even though there's part of me that feels upset by what you have said, right? Or I hear what you're saying and I understand I have no feelings or, you know, and but 
but then also respond appropriately, right? So if person's talking about X, Y, and Z, don't respond with A, B, and C, right? Because now you've taken the moment of their conversation and their truth, and you've turned theirs off and said, but only A, B, and C matters. Like, mm -hmm. right? Like you have to first address X, Y, Z, and then say, okay, I, I hear your X, Y, and Z. And I, I recognize that's important for you. However, it doesn't work for me. Right? Well, and you don't want to interrupt people and impose your solutions on them. Because when you impose your solutions, first off, that means you haven't heard a thing they're saying, really. But if you're imposing their solutions on them, you're pretty much telling them that their opinion's not as important as yours is. And everything that you have to say is much more interesting or valid. And that the listener doesn't really care what they have to say because yeah. they don't unless, really have time for their opinion. Unless you legitimately listened to them saying, <laughs> I would like your advice or can you please assist me with this? Mm -hmm. Then maybe yes. Mm -hmm. but Well, in those I meant if you're interrupting them before they even finish speaking. True, yeah. so, 100%. Yeah. Uh, so you do want to, you just have to be mindful. I know we talk about being mindful all the time, but just being kind and being mindful, a lot of this stuff works itself out. If you're sitting there thinking to yourself while you're listening, and not all listening is negative. It doesn't necessarily mean an argument or a fight. Sometimes I'll, I've, you know, I've got a four-year-old granddaughter, but sometimes my granddaughter might be telling me something and it's amazing for her, but she can't get the words quite out, out you know, yet because she's only four. And I, but I try to give her 100% of my attention because it's important to her. So it's nothing that we're going to argue about. So even something simple, you want to, it makes a lasting impression on people if they know, you know what, anytime I need to talk, and I do feel this way about you, anytime I need to talk, I know I can call you up and you will give me 100% of your attention. Or you'll say, can't talk now, let me call you back. You know, 100%. And you're totally correct in saying is that if a person has continually felt like you will listen without judgment and give that person time to speak. And sometimes it means they have to talk out all the scenarios in their own head. Right. And the, to know that you've given them the space to do that, like you refer to your granddaughter, like instead of trying to finish sentences for her, like let her try and work through that. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So one of the websites that I had been on, and there's like a thousand of them, you know, you literally just Google what's good listening skills and, you know, everything pops up like, right. But one of them that I came across had this list and I kind of like this list because it was more generic than some of the others. But one is focus. We've talked about this. Turn towards the person. Give your full attention. Two, pay attention to the body language. It's not simply just hearing the words, right? Mm -hmm. So this means having your eyes open and paying attention like actively watching too. The other thing is encouraging facial cues. Like don't just sit there and be like grumpy faced while you listen to said person, right? It's more about like having this receptive face that says, yeah, like, and maybe you're nodding a little, maybe you're encouraging them with smiles, right? Like be all in, right? For that conversation. The other is clarifying or paraphrasing before 
her responding, in case you misunderstood what was being put across, ask questions in the form of, I heard you say this. Is this what you meant? Or did you mean this? Right? Ask clarifying questions. Refrain from judgment, like you said. Try and keep emotion out of it. Like you're simply listening to the other person. And then potentially summarize before you respond. And sometimes, like you say, it works itself out. Like if you go through these exercises and you actually take the time to actively listen and interpret and digest, that by the time you get to the end, you may be feel less reactive however it is and then you're like okay I totally I hear you and I appreciate everything you've told me and I thank you for coming to me you know one thing we haven't talked about is the inner listening you know we've, we've been talking primarily about listening to other people and being a good listener and hoping that you put good listeners in your life but we have not talked about listening to yourself listening to your truth listening to the the world outside of around you without even expecting any kind of input or response, but just setting and being still and being quiet and listening to what comes up for yourself. I'm also listening to God, listening to that higher power. There's so many other kinds of listening besides with other people. And I, I've been talking a lot about in my classes about the inner listening lately. We're, I'm going to be teaching a workshop on listening at a writer's retreat in the fall. And so we've been talking a lot about listening and the whole the whole workshop is going to be about listening to yourself. So it's important to have good listening skills with other people. But I would say I listen to others a whole lot better than I listen to myself. What do you think? Uh, me personally, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm a good self-listener, but I mm -hmm. think I've done a lot of work to become that because I have it on my list too. So I'm glad that you brought it up was talking about the three kinds, in my opinion, the three kinds of listening. And one is listening to, you know, the person that's right in front of you. The second one is listening to the subconscious mind that's within you. And then the other listening is listening to the universal consciousness that's out around you. So I did, I did have that on my list. I'm glad that you brought it up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I think it's so such a valid point listening to your own truth. And, and, you know, we talk about as you listen to someone else and you hear their opinion, it's, it's coming to that place of, okay, I hear what you're saying. And I understand that that's your truth. But for me, this is how it is for me. And I appreciate what you have said. However, I maybe can't get on board with that, or I totally agree with you. And that's great. I love that we're both in that same place with that topic. But you know, right, it's, it's interdependent. But one of the things that comes up or gets asked of me all the time is, is well, how do I decipher which voice is the right voice in my head? I hear this in Reiki a lot. I've actually been hearing it a couple these last few weeks with some clients, like how, how do I turn off the wrong voices and really focus on the right voices? And I feel like that's like a whole nother podcast because I mean, we can't possibly put that into the next three minutes and do justice to it, right? That's a whole topic in meditation and it's deciphering voices and then deciphering, you know, are these big downloads? Like, is this information coming in that I really need to be listening to that I haven't been listening to before because I've been in such a state of denial or 
or, you know, whatever. There's so much to that topic. Mm -hmm. I agree. I like listening. It improves relationships and improves trust within yourself and with others in the world around you. So it's good stuff. Yep. A hundred percent. It can help you to resolve conflict and to, you know, build deeper relationships in general. Do you have any books? I have just one. There's a bunch out there, but the only one that I have read is The Listening Path, The Creative Art of Attention by Julia Cameron. And you've heard me talk about her a lot because she's the author of The Artist's Way, which is what I talk about a lot when it comes to journaling. But this is a book that has, I like it. It's something that someone could use for a six, as a six-week program for themselves just to kind of work through things. But you probably would want to read it first before you tackle it as a program just to see what you want to keep, what you don't. Um, when I was looking online, I looked at yoga and listening and they started talking about um, having a senkalpa to help with listening. Also, I feel like that's a super big topic. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like people saying, how do I decipher the voices in my head? <laughs> Maybe we do a whole podcast on senkalpa. And the voices in your yeah, head. I like the voices in my head. They're fun. I don't mind the voices <laughs> in my head. I, I can get jiggy with them sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so the next time, I guess for our listeners, uh, let's, my main thing for people to take away from me is to make eye contact and be present for the people you're talking with. What would you say is your main thing? Yeah, I think it's really important to be able to reiterate or, you know, sort of paraphrase what the person has said and, and literally use the term, what I hear you saying is this, am I correct in that before? Or you fly off the handle if you feel like you're about to fly off the handle. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Be present. Perfect. I'm Kat Khan. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.